Hi, my name is Kira. I tend to forget to introduce myself, so this is what that is. I am a Seattle-based storyteller, writer, uh, podcaster, you name it. I just really want to share the gospel and share how Jesus truly changes everything. So this is your invitation to stay. You can find other episodes as well as my blog, um, any other important links, all in the description. Also, you can check it out on kiragothier.com. That should have everything that you're looking for. But there is grace here. There is love here. There is truth here. I hope you enjoy today's episode. introduce to you my worldview. This is how I see the world as a Christian. And I I know it might be quite different than the way you see it, my Seattle friends. But I also think that this is quite similar to the way you see the world. And I'd argue how you want to see the world. I was doing some research and this is the definition I found on the word worldview. Uh, so it, it's this partic- a particular philosophy of life or conception of the world. So simply put, it's kind of the big picture of how we see each other and the world around us. And this matters. Our, our worldview determines why we do what we do. We seek to answer these four questions. Where did we come from? Why are we here? What is wrong with the world? And how can we fix it? Without a God, we look at our world through a naturalistic approach. So naturalism is the belief that all that exists in the universe is just matter material. So we don't have souls, but rather we are simply conglomerations of atoms and neurons. We were not created, we evolved. Nothing became something. If, if true, if nothing became something, uh, this is the only time that has ever happened. Uh, you and I know that nothing does not become something. We can trace this back all the way to the first law of thermodynamics. So, so the, looking at those four questions, where did we come from? Nothing. Why are we here? This was just a product of random acts of nature, so there really is no purpose to life. What is wrong with the world? We don't respect nature as we should. How do we fix it? We can save the world through conservation. See, to stay consistent with a naturalistic approach, you must believe that there is no soul, mind, self, or choice if things just happen, you might, if things just, just happen with like a lucky dice roll, we're here with no purpose whatsoever. It's a fancy way of saying there is no need for a God. Everything just sort of happens. Now, a lot of philosophies and worldviews, they work until they don't. 
So if everything we do or say was just determined by prior events that came before, then naturalism says that we're truly out of control. So can theists really be blamed for believing in God? Or better yet, and more serious, can criminals be held responsible for their crimes? Didn't they just end up with bad genes that they couldn't control? That's that's what naturalism says. It's just kind of a lucky dice roll. See, my worldview says that we were created. My worldview says that we have purpose because God gave us purpose. My worldview says that people are held responsible for what they do. And this is based on the moral standard that is provided from and by the Bible. I will answer those four questions, looking at looking at them from a Christian perspective. But we'll come back to that. It is this naturalistic worldview that generates many related philosophies, such as moral relativism, pragmatism, utopianism, and a whole lot more. But I'll, I'll leave that for you to look into. As always, if you want to kind of follow up on this, All of the links are listed somewhere in the description. But let's start with moral relativism. Moral relativism says that there is no standard. We can't define truth because it changes. Again, this this viewpoint, this worldview, this works until it doesn't. So here's, here's a simple example. If culture determines right and wrong, how could we have judge the Nazis. After all, they were only following their culture's morality. Fast forward to today, following this and following this worldview, we still cannot true we can't truly define right or wrong because it changes. And at least for me, it seems like I'm walking on eggshells. I must be so careful about what I say because who knows? A comment I make now could cancel me in the future. And look, though, though it's important and rather biblical to think before you speak and to speak with love, the problem that lies within moral relativism is the fact that we have no truth in this worldview. What is right today may be wrong tomorrow. We just do not know when truth changes. See, in my worldview... The Bible says that there is absolute truth. For example, murder is universally wrong. And this is why I can say the Nazis were evil. My worldview doesn't rely on the changing culture, but rather the unchanging God. So no matter the culture or decade, you know, I I can say with confidence that murder is wrong, human trafficking is wrong, stealing is wrong, racism is, is wrong, and etc. Actually, you know, some of the first and leading people that were against racism and slavery in the U.S. were Christians. Uh, though the culture said otherwise, Christians have known from the beginning racism is wrong. Uh, to see more on this... See uh, season two, episode four on this podcast, or better yet, read uh, Jesus Skeptic by John S. Dickerson. 
fantastic book. Anyway, so moral relativism, it, it, get, it, it gets stuck when we try to define good and bad because we really can't define anything. There is no truth, is what it claims. Pragmatism is the belief that truth is proved by, by whether or not the idea in question produces the desired results. Um, so this philosophy falls apart immediately when applying this to empirical issues. <laughs> but let's tackle the harder one, non-empirical issues. So you see, similar to moral relativism, applying a whatever works mindset becomes subjective when the outcomes are defined by morals instead of physical measurements. A pragmatic approach to morality becomes an excuse to do what you want to do. Again, this works until it doesn't. What are we to do with the wife that cheats on her husband because it, quote, works? What are we to do with people with, quote, bad morals? You know, I put quotes around that because, again, you, we truly cannot define our morals without absolute truth. So to call it good or bad, that kind of defeats the purpose. But you, you see what I mean. See, my worldview acknowledges that humans mess up. And they mess up quite frequently. Uh, spend like three minutes with me. You'll see. You know, we're, we're born with a sinful nature and limited knowledge. My worldview says that what, what works for us in our limited human minds is not necessarily what truly works from an eternal perspective. My worldview says that, that, it, that this is why we look to a higher source, one who is all-knowing, all-loving, all-powerful. This is why wisdom, truth, and morals come from God because, I mean, have you met us? We can be quite dumb sometimes. You know, we are deeply flawed. We think we know more than we actually know. That's why I've said it before that anything that you can label as, you know, intelligent that comes from my mouth, give that glory to God because that is not me. <laughs> I'm the one that says all the stupid things. It's through the Holy Spirit that sometimes I appear <laughs> less dumb. Praise God for that. Pragmatism does not work because we know that whatever works doesn't actually work. Uh, utopianism is the belief that perfect society can be achieved. So those who seek this will do whatever it takes for humanity to reach its full potential. We naturally long for this and we acknowledge that there is something broken about the world but where this belief fails is believing that imperfect people can create a perfect society. You see, my worldview says it is impossible to create a perfect society when we are all sinners who have fallen short of the glory of God. You see, the, the longing that you have, this, this perfect world, that longing, it reminds me of the Garden of Eden that was created for Adam and Eve. Everything that God created was very good. And even in, in its perfection, Adam and Eve still messed up. 
We are born with a sinful nature. This is why we need Jesus. You see the longing in your heart, this desire for utopia. My worldview says that one day there will be a new heaven and new earth. Those who place their faith in Jesus will live in this eternal kingdom. God makes his promise clear in the book of Revelation. It takes a, a perfect being to create a perfect society. And while my, my worldview says that he has a name and it's Jesus. And now my, my Christian friends, I remind you that this, this idea that we can't actually create a perfect society here on this earth, I remind you that this is not an excuse for us to not do our part in the world. Just because we know we as humans cannot create a perfect society, this does not mean you get a free pass to be lazy or to be a jerk. All right, We are called to love people and love God and take care of the world that we live in. But when you are discouraged, remember, we are one day closer to heaven. And, you know, you see this utopia uh, worldview, and, and now from, from this approach, you may be tempted to immediately take on, the ni take on nihilism, which states that there is no higher purpose in life, and life is just futile. It believes... It believes that, you know, there there is no purpose. It denies truth, knowledge, values, purpose, et cetera, et cetera. But even with that, I'm not fully convinced that you believe this. If you're consistent with what you believe, I don't even think you'd be listening to this podcast. What I believe doesn't matter. What he or she believes doesn't matter. What you believe doesn't matter. That's actually what nihilism says. Nothing matters. Everything is futile. But let's be honest. Like, something about nihilism doesn't sit well with you. The denial of truth, uh, knowledge, values, purpose, that, that shouldn't sit well. And I don't, I don't think it does. What's also convenient is the Bible says these things certainly exist, and God is the source of them all. Isn't that quite convenient? <laughs> there were those four questions I mentioned in the beginning. Every worldview must ask itself these questions. This is how a Christian answers. Where did we come from? In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Through him, all things were created, including us who are made in his image. Why are we here? Well, we are here to glorify God with all that we do and, and to make him known to others. This is why we share the gospel with truth and with grace and with kindness. What is wrong with the world? We all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. The wages of our sin is death. We live in a fallen world because we're just imperfect. How can we fix it? It's through Jesus. Through the sacrifice of Jesus, the world is redeemed. If we confess with our mouths that Jesus is Lord and believe in our hearts that God raised Jesus from the dead, we'll be saved. Through our faith, we'll be able to see his glory in this new heaven and this new earth. 
Christian, we're, we're here to share how Jesus changes everything. You see, my worldview says that there are moral absolutes. Because we are creating God's image, this is why we love and extend grace to our neighbors. You see, my worldview says that good and evil exist, and this is why we know, for example, that stealing is wrong. You see, my worldview says that there is redemption because of Jesus. This is why, though the world may try to cancel you, God won't. I don't care what you've done. God will not cancel you. Cling to Jesus. Believe that he is Lord and be saved today. See, my worldview says that there is absolute truth. Jesus himself proclaimed that he is the way, the truth, and the life. My worldview says that you can taste true freedom because of Jesus. You and I both know that created things will not fulfill you. You've done everything under the sun. You've lived every experience. The book of Ecclesiastes resonates with you. You've done everything and you want more. I know you've tried created things, but may I introduce you to the creator? Let him fill your needs. True freedom is found in Jesus. You see, my, my worldview says that logic does not come for our, from our own logic, but it comes from God. You see, circular reasoning says that I know because I know, whereas Christianity says, I know because the all-knowing creator knows. My worldview acknowledges the fact that the human mind is finite, and thus we rely on the greatest selling book of all time, the Bible. It is through the Bible that we know how to deal with conflict, what to do in times of trial and hardship, what a marriage centered on God looks like, why we are to love and extend grace to one another, why relying on created things will never truly fulfill us. The book, the, the Bible, that book, it shows us how to do life and it gives us purpose. We find our purpose by reading the Bible. We know that it's God who gives us purpose. You and I both know that we're more than just a bunch of cells. You know this. You crave to find your purpose. Be honest with yourself, friend. This is your invitation to try out my worldview. This is your invitation to read the Bible and learn about what your God is capable of. This is your invitation to learn about Jesus, the one who was there at the very beginning. I've... I've tried your worldview more times than I'd like to admit. I've tried to see things in your eyes and and though this and and then through this world that I live in, like trust me, I wanted it to work. I wanted to live a life that does not rely on a god. But I have found gaps in its logic and inconsistencies within these philosophies. Maybe you've seen this. Maybe you haven't. Either way, may I may I gently ask you give my worldview a fair shot. Listen, I, I know that this is uh, this is anecdotal, but I still think it's worth saying. See, I've been stuck in cycles of addiction. I frequently struggle with body dysmorphia. 
I have made created things, including friends, idols in my life. You know, I, I tried to ignore pain and longings. I tried to, f- I, I tried finding my purpose in just self improvement. And honestly, in my experience, the only thing that has worked is Jesus. Jesus fulfills. Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life, as he claimed to be. This is why I share the gospel. I have found Jesus to be the only way. Jesus just seems to work. It is almost as if he's Lord or something. You know, this is, this is just my story. My Christian friends, share your faith. Share your testimony. My non-Christian friends, see what this God of the Bible is capable of. See how he changed my life and others' lives. I, I kindly ask that you give it a fair chance. Learn about Jesus. Place your faith in Jesus and cling to Jesus. If it's okay, I, I'd love to just kind of end this in prayer. God, your, your way is truly the only way. The more I study philosophy, theology, epistemology, and, and other studies that I likely cannot properly pronounce, I see Christianity as the only way. It, it just makes sense. Our world longs for Jesus even when we do not realize it. We see this in the way that we seek purpose, and our purpose is found in you. We see this in the way that we care for others, and these morals are written on our heart by you, O oh Lord. We see this in the way we know we have worth, and our worth comes from you alone, God. We see this in the way that we chase after created things, yet leave unfulfilled because this longing can only be filled by you, Jesus. God, I, I just pray for a revival. I pray for those in Seattle, those in Washington, those in this continent, everyone in this world. I pray that we cling to you. I pray that we make you, Jesus, the Lord of our life. May we put our faith in you. May we put our trust in you. I pray that the world sees our need for a Savior and that he is real and he is you, Jesus. May we give our lives to Christ and cling tightly to you. God, I, I ask that you use my life in the way you want. Where you go, where you where you send me, I will go, Lord. Jesus, I just pray that every part of my life, including my mistakes, including my shortcomings, including all of the all of the silly things that I do. God, I just pray that everything that I do points to you, the Savior of the world. Jesus, may you get all of the glory and more. Amen.